Chapter 17, Roadblocks. As I finish up this book, I was talking with a few of my friends, Glenn in Pennsylvania, George in Canada, and Ty down in Texas. We were chatting about the difficulties every one of us was having while trying to change our health patterns and adopt a lean health lifestyle. One challenge for everyone was the tendency to eat in the evening after dinner. I'm struggling with roadblocks, said Glenn. In the evening, I walk into the kitchen and I start grazing. I go into the kitchen and I eat a handful of nuts, added Ty. Next thing you know, I've eaten five five handfuls and have blown my calorie intake for the day. George had a similar issue. I bake vegetables and I feel like I have to eat them all, he said. Every one of us, including me, has had roadblocks on our health journey. They are inevitable, but they do not decide our fate. We have the ability to overcome them. To do so, one helpful concept from lean manufacturing is source management. The idea that when you want to attack a problem, you need to ask why at least five times, a.k.a. the five whys, to really get to the source of the problem. Richio Shingo, the son of Shigeo Shingo, one of the inventors of lean, taught me this concept. If you want to change the direction a river moves, you must go to the headwaters, the source, he explained. At the source, you can move a little soil with your foot and change the entire direction of the river. If you go down to the mouth of the river where it meets the ocean, you must have huge expensive equipment and it's still going to be very difficult to accomplish. Put simply, the easiest place to fix the problem is at the source. Let me give you a demonstration of using the five whys to get to the source of a problem. Once upon a time, Bob's car had an oil plug leak that caused an ugly black spot on his driveway, making Bob's wife very unhappy. Here are the five whys and the questions Bob could ask to get to the root cause of the problem. Number one, why was the oil plug leaking? because the oil gasket material had failed. Number two, why did the oil gasket material fail? Because the material buyer bought cheap gasket material. Number three, why did the buyer buy cheap material? Because he was trying to cut cost and save money. Number four, why was he trying to cut costs and save money? Because management told him to reduce costs and bring more profit to the company. Why was management focused on cutting costs and saving money? Because management didn't understand that building in quality is less expensive than cutting costs. Therefore, the real problem, the source, if you will, was management and its incorrect focus on cost instead of quality. Management didn't understand the true cost of a defect. Over the long run, focusing on cost at the expense of quality is a short-sighted strategy. When you have to fix a defect, it's like treating someone for a cold in the emergency room. The cost is 10 times the cost of doing it right the first time. If you don't believe me, just look at some of the massive recalls that major automakers have endured in the last few years. Wouldn't it have been much cheaper and much simpler to have built the cars without the defects? This brings us back to my three friends. For them, late night snacking was a roadblock. We need to figure out what the true source of the roadblock was. Here is how I would try to get to the source. One, why do we have these nighttime roadblocks? Because we like to eat. Two, why do we like to eat? Because we have developed habits that support nighttime grazing. Three, why have we developed these habits? Because eating makes us feel good and it brings us pleasure. Four, why does eating make us feel good? 
because it replaces something that was missing and because we are not satisfied. Why are we not satisfied? Number five, because our life is not balanced and food fills the void. Six, what is not balanced in our life? Our health. Seven, why is our health not balanced? Because we have developed very strong negative habits that guarantee we will always feel unbalanced and incomplete. I'm going off script here, like eating bad food in large quantities that will forever make us hungry and always overweight. I remember when I was working with a very fit former professional baseball player named Ron. Once when I was in a colleague's office with him, Ron noticed that the colleague had gained a lot of weight. After the meeting, he pulled me aside and said, something is going on in his life. I remember that comment because it was very insightful. Ron understood that when we start eating excessively, we are replacing something. We are covering up a hole. We are filling a psychological need with food. We have placed food as a solution to fill the hole we are feeling when the food is causing the hole in the first place. In the case of my own roadblocks, I was running a medium-sized company and was stressed out, so eating felt good. I think that is the root cause of why I would overeat. Some mental thing was happening in my head that triggered me to think, hey, I need a little pleasure. Let's go to the kitchen and start grazing. This habit became my mindless pleasure. Managing the source of these roadblocks requires a change in your mental status. If we understand it at that level, I think we have a much better chance of really attacking the issue. This is how I approached the roadblock. First, I understood that for 40 plus years, I had developed these bad habits and it would take some time to learn new ones. Second, I knew that I could eat 2,400 calories a day, so I started planning dinner as soon as I woke up. I would think to myself, okay, I'm going to have a nice piece of fish tonight. I'm going to have two or three different vegetables with a sprinkle of Parmesan cheese on top and one glass of red wine. After dinner, I'll eat a bowl of blueberries or strawberries or an apple with cinnamon. Dinner would be about 700 calories, a perfectly satisfying way to end the evening. Planning out my evening meal was being mindful instead of being mindless. I didn't let my emotions kick in and run roughshod over all the things I was trying to accomplish. I maintained my determination to look at myself in the mirror and imagine the next 55-year-old that could be on the cover of Men's Health magazine. At this point, I would like to make a special appeal to certain people who are reading this chapter. A lot of my friends are CEOs, presidents of organizations who run multi-million dollars or billion dollar companies. And I'm going to appeal directly to you because I know many of you are on a lean health journey and are doing well. We are smart people. We have built and run organizations that are sophisticated and require a modicum of intelligence to manage. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you think it's time we apply a little bit of that intelligence to the way we eat? Don't you think it's time to get the upside benefit of a lean health experience? When I asked myself that question, the only response possible was absolutely, I'm done being stupid. At the same time, I forged an emotional connection with the benefits of being thin and physically fit. I took the emotion causing me to graze at night and I rewired them so that instead of being connected to the pleasure associated with food, they were tied to the goal of walking in front of the mirror every morning and being happy with the image that was in it.
I wanted so badly to be able to walk in front of the mirror and say, I like what I saw. For 54 years, I didn't like what I saw. But those days are over. To create this new emotional pathway, we need to use our brains. We've got to stop living emotionally in the way we eat. We've been doing that and it hasn't worked out so well. In addition, we need to preemptively begin to celebrate what it's going to be like to walk in front of the mirror and see a lean, trim, fit body where the muscle is showing. If we can visualize it in our minds, we can make it happen. One of my epiphany moments happened about six years ago. My wife, Leanne, had a personal trainer named Valerie who would come and work out with her. One day, Leanne told me, I should have Valerie work out with me one or two days a week. Sure, I thought, why not? The first thing I told Valerie when I met her was, I'd love to see my abs. Oh, that's really easy, she said. We've just got to get the fat off of you. The muscles are there, she said, pointing at my abdomen. The abs are there. They're just covered up by all the fat. It really was that simple. We have covered them up by grazing and overeating in the evening and other times for that matter. All we need to do is uncover them. At the end of the day, use your intelligence to overcome your emotions. Set up a plan to get around your roadblocks. Stop eating emotionally. Take those emotions we all have and connect them to something stronger, like being able to walk in front of the mirror and seeing the potential that Valerie saw. Your abs are there. You just have to uncover them so that someday when you look in the mirror, you'll be able to say, oh, baby. Look at those abs. Chapter 17, The One Thing. Use your brain and get to the root issue. Source management.